Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday, everyone. We made it. It's the end of the week. TGIF. Let me know if you got anything exciting planned this weekend so once again I can live vicariously through your more interesting lives. A lot to talk about today. Joe Biden's overseas. I was going to wear my Hawaiian shirt since it's a Joe Biden vacation, but it was actually triggering the green screen and making it look like I had holes in my body. So I had to throw this on last minute so it doesn't make me look like I'm invisible. But he's overseas, met with the Pope. They wouldn't broadcast it, though. You're not allowed to see that meeting. They canceled that live broadcast yesterday. Didn't talk about abortion. (laughs) That wouldn't go well. They did talk about migrant issues and climate change. So you can rest assured that Joe Biden is overseas talking about the real issues. But while he's overseas, we got lots of problems here on our end. Lots of problems here. And the vaccine mandate, it's coming down. It's barreling down on us. Barreling down on servicemen, men and women in the military. If we go ahead and put up my screen, though, Mr. Producer, some good news coming late yesterday. A federal judge has issued an injunction barring the Biden administration from firing unvaccinated employees. Unvaccinated employees. The attorney for the plaintiffs said that the Biden administration has shown an unprecedented cavalier attitude toward the rule of law. Basically, the judge didn't trust that the administration would not fire people. So he went ahead and issued the injunction. Anyway, if we take my screen down, Mr. Producer, and just put up image number one, I'll read this off for people so they can see what this what this order actually said. The court is in receipt of defendant's notice in which defendants indicate that none of the civilian employee plaintiffs will be subject to discipline while his or her request for a religious exemption is pending. Defendants also indicate that the active duty military plaintiffs whose religious exemption requests have all been denied will not be disciplined or separated during this dependency of their appeals. In some defendants indicate that plaintiffs will not be disciplined by their employers while their employers consider their exception status. However, defendant's notice provides no guarantee of what will happen to plaintiffs if their exception requests are denied and if they reach the point of being disciplined or terminated pending briefing of plaintiff's motion for temporary restraining order and the defendant's forthcoming motion to dismiss. Defendants indicate merely that they shall, quote, notify the court, end quote, if any plaintiff receives a final determination denying his or her request for a religious exception pending the briefing of and the court's resolution of plaintiff's TRO motion and defendant's proposed motion to dismiss. It is not clear to the court that this notice sufficiently addresses the court's concern that the plaintiffs will not be disciplined or terminated while briefing is completed pursuant to the extended schedule released by requested by the defendants. It therefore appears that plaintiffs may be prejudiced by the proposed extended briefing schedule. Accordingly, the court orders defendants to file a supplementary notice by no later than October 29th, that's today, indicating whether or not they shall agree voluntarily that no plaintiff will be disciplined or terminated pending the court's ruling on the TRO motion. Absent such agreement, the court shall order bifurcated briefing, require defendants to file an expedited opposition to the TRO motion. Basically, to sum it up, the government was saying, hey, we promise that we're not going to fire the people who are suing against our vaccine mandate. We can take it down. Government saying, we, we, we pinky promise that we're not going to fire anyone. And we promise that we'll let you know if we begin the process of firing someone. And the court says, that's not good enough. It seems like you're going to try and sneak this in before we can issue a ruling. So we're going to issue a rule. So the court had to actually step in and stop the government from firing these employees because the government couldn't actually pledge to not fire them in the meantime. It's insane. So this is a good news. This is very good news that this judge, and listen, it's a temporary order. So this can get lifted and they can still get fired. But as of right now, no one will be fired 
at least in the short term. The problem is we are running up against a bunch of deadlines. The Air Force and the Space Force both have a deadline of November 2nd. November 2nd is their deadline to get fully vaccinated. So it's impossible. Anyone who is in the Air Force, the Space Force, any of the airmen or the guardians, that's what they call the Space Force, anyone who has not gotten vaccinated yet cannot actually meet the requirement, even if they were to go get the Johnson Johnson vaccine. More on that later as we discuss why there should be a religious exemption for it. Even if they could get that vaccine, if they wanted to or they agreed to, they won't be fully vaccinated because the government doesn't consider you fully vaccinated until two weeks after the shot. So it is impossible for anyone who is currently unvaccinated to become compliant by the November 2nd deadline. So they say that roughly 10,000 airmen and guardians are now on the chopping blocks because they have not gotten vaccinated and will not be fully vaccinated by November 2nd. That's just the first one to come down the pike. The other branches all decide to have their own timetables. Classic military. Every, every branch just does whatever it wants. So you have the Army. The Army's looking at a bunch of different ones. I think for the Army Reserves, I'm going to pull it up if you give me one second. The Army Reserves are giving people until June 30th next year, claiming that supply chains require it. Yeah, I don't know about that. But at least they're, they're, they're being given enough time. They're being given enough time to figure it out. The, the regular Army, the soldiers, though, they're being given much less time. They're being given much less time. I believe it, it, it's the end of November. I'll be able to tell you in one second. Um, I'll be able to, uh, it's, it's not coming up. So the Army is, is in November. Then you have the Marines and the Navy are both November 28th. November 28th. So they're coming up too. So all these different branches have different dates. And they're not accepting religious exemptions. As we're going to talk about today, the Marines, if we go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the Marines have not accepted a single religious exemption request. Not one. I'll say this again. Not a single religious exemption has been accepted by the Marine Corps. They have until November 28th to get fully vaccinated. Because it takes four weeks for the protocol, right, for the Moderna or Pfizer at, the, at, best, uh, at best, they now can only get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. If their exemptions are denied, they can only get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is the primary vaccine that would violate their religious conscience. We'll get into that and how fetal cells were used in the development of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in a second. So the Marine Corps hasn't accepted a single one. The Navy is flagrantly and openly denying them. Flagrantly and openly denying them. So if we go to my screen again, this is a, this is a, a Twitter thread that was posted by Liz Wheeler. I like Liz Wheeler. I used to be on her show all the time on OAN when she was on as, as the host of Tipping Point. She's no longer there. She's working as an independent journalist, and she's been having sailors sending her documents blowing the whistle and, and she's found a conspiracy within the navy to give a blanket denial to anyone who applies for religious exemptions so we're going to go through this thread but before we do gotta remind you that this podcast is sponsored by air med care network premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you suffer a medical emergency you don't get to choose when a disaster strikes or where a disaster strikes you don't get to choose how you go to the hospital Anyone who's been taken to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive. You know your insurance won't cover it. So when you sign up with AirMed Care Network, it only costs $85. gives your entire household coverage for one year. And as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider, you won't pay one cent for a medical transportation flight to a hospital. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. You're going to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So we can go ahead and put my screen back up, and we're going to read through this. This is from Liz Wheeler. Breaking. I've obtained documents exposing the U.S. Navy's plan to issue blanket denial of religious exemptions to the COVID, COVID vaccine mandate in violation of Navy policy. 
Here are the packages submitted by Navy sailors at IWTC Tory Station in Pensacola, Florida, requesting religious exemption to the COVID vaccine mandate. They are sailors who have honorably served for 30 years, 18 and a half years, etc. And then she lists these different um, <clears throat> these different uh, applications for religious exemption. She continues, each request makes specific descriptions of why they are requesting religious exemption. The Navy hasn't returned acceptance denial yet, but we know what's happening behind the scenes. Let's begin. U.S. Navy policy requires each religious exemption package to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis and requires that commanders pursue, quote, the least restrictive means, end quote, in an effort to honor religious convictions. That's not just Navy policy. If we put this up, that's not just Navy policy. That is law, right? When you, We've talked about this on the show before. When the Supreme Court, all the courts, the Supreme Court especially, has held that when you're dealing with fundamental constitutional rights, the test that you have to apply to decide whether or not a government regulation violates that right. It's called strict scrutiny. Strict scrutiny. And what strict scrutiny basically means is that in order for the government to prove that their regulation doesn't violate your constitutional rights or that it's okay for it to violate your constitutional rights, they have to prove that there is a compelling government interest to do so and that they're using the least restrictive means necessary to achieve that goal, right? So they have to prove there's an actual end that they need to meet and they have to prove that they're doing it in the least restrictive possible manner. The Navy has a similar rule right here. They actually just literally quote strict scrutiny. We will not deny or recommend the denial of a religious accommodation unless the denial or partial denial furthers a compelling governmental interest and is the least restrictive means of furthering that compelling government interest. Right, literally just quote. The Navy policy dictates that religious exemption requests for vaccines be screened by a chaplain, reviewed by the CO, and forwarding to the first 06 in the chain of command for endorsement, then sent from the 06 to Chief of Naval Personnel, VADM John Noel. But that is not happening here. And you can see from this image is the typical chain of command, how it's supposed to go, right, from the CO and up. In this case, Captain Mark Ratkiss who is the CEO of Center for Information Warfare Training and, and Commander Schley's boss, provided a standard denial memo to Commander Schley and instructed her to use it for all requests at her command. It even had his let, letterhead and signature on it. So this is the document that was sent over from <laughs> the captain to Commander Schley, telling her, this is the document you use to deny it. And you can see that in it, they've, they've inserted X so they can put the name there, X. And let's read a little bit of this. Let's read a little bit of this. It's hard, to, it's hard to read. These are photocopies. But it says, per references A through C, I am forwarding this request re recommending disapproval in full during the following environments. It's interesting that they don't have a form letter already written out for approvals only denials. Operational recommendation, not applicable. Non-operational recommendation, not applicable. Training environment recommendation, recommending disapproval. The following information was considered. The importance of military policy, practice, or duty from which religious accommodation is sought in terms of mission accomplishment, including, so they basically go through why they would do it, but then here they explain why they would deny it. Again, using this form letter, it's just a generic letter. They blame unit cohesion. Unit cohesion would be compromised due to the requirement for personnel to be in a class beyond the expected end date caused by personnel contracting or coming into contact with COVID-19. Good order and discipline. They said it would, it, would, it would harm good order and discipline. The service member has taken previous Department of Defense and Department of Navy mandated vaccines to allow an exemption for this one specific vaccine undermines the seriousness of the religious accommodation request and fairness to those that complied and received the COVID-19 vaccine as ordered. Oh, so basically just because this soldier or this sailor didn't know that fetal cells were used to develop other vaccines and he got those vaccines and didn't speak up, him knowing that now apparently it doesn't matter. Snooze you lose. Your religious beliefs aren't allowed to change. They're not allowed to develop. Health and safety. Unvaccinated sailors pose a health risk to themselves and others. And no current alternative exists to mitigate the global pandemic safety issue. 
the religious importance of the practice to the requester. While this service member has strong and personally held religious beliefs against COVID-19 vaccinations, as noted by the Corey Station chaplain, the service members provide no documentation that cites a specific religious tenant that would warrant this exemption. I want to be absolutely clear here. This is a form letter. This is not replying to any specific exemption request. This is a form letter. They are quite literally saying that <clears throat> Sailor X has failed to actually prove he deserves it. So they are making an argument, <clears throat> talking about the service member's strong and personally held religious beliefs when this isn't even being applied to a, uh, a soldier yet, a, ser a service member. They're saying that as noted by the Corey Station chaplain, <clears throat> even though that's, that chaplain has not ruled on any of these requests, and they're saying that the service member has provided no documentation, even though we know that the exemption requests have included documentation, and this was written without any specific service member in mind. This is just completely fake. Next part, the cumulative impact of repeated accommodations for religious practices of a similar nature, not applicable. Alternate means available to accommodate the practice in whole or in part, not applicable. Other pertinent issues or information associated with this request. After careful review of all documentation, the service member's interview, and the provided enclosures, this request does not warrant a religious accommodation. So again, this was written without any review of the documentation, without any review of the interview, any review of the providing closures, and yet it is written to just deny it. It's insanity. They are just denying everyone. They are just going to deny everyone. So we go back. Let's, this thread continues. In the denial endorsements of all her, all her sailors received, the letterhead and signature had been changed to make it appear that she was making the recommendation and he was merely concurring. But we know that she didn't concur and Schley admits it. I guess this is Schley and this is the other guy. Rackus. Again, Liz Wheeler coming with the receipts. Dr. Schley knows she is violating policy and in fact complained to colleagues about it. I have obtained copies of two sworn affidavits from sailors who heard Commander Schley claim she didn't want to issue blanket denial of all religious exemption requests, but was forced to do so by Captain Ratkiss. And obviously they blacked out the specific parts for um, who these affiants are, but the key part of their affidavit reads as follows. Commander Schley responded angrily, responded angrily, at what she perceived to be interference by her ISIC, Captain Mark W. Rackus, commanding officer CIWT, and his JAG, Lieutenant Jesse K. Posey. She said, this is just like the religious accommodation. I said I want, didn't want to do this, and an hour later, he, Captain Mark Rackus, called and directed me what to say. Hmm. Let's read the next one. The next affidavit, because she's got two, two affiants. Commander Schley responded angrily at what she per perceived to be interference by her ISIC, Captain Mark W. Rackus, commanding officer. This is just like the religious accommodations I said I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do this. And an hour later, Captain Mark W. Rackus called and directed me what to say. So the aff affiants literally quote her identically. Quoted her identically. So two different people swore under penalty of perjury that they heard her say the exact same thing. Not even like, oh, like it's it's slightly different. These are direct quotes. They have it down identically. We keep going. Commander Schley is knowingly violating policy and Captain Rackus is directing her to do so. This also begs the question, how high does this go? This is where it gets murky, but we have clues. So Liz Wheeler went into the actual Word document. And when you go into the Word document, again, anyone just joining us, we are talking about a conspiracy within the Navy to just deny all religious exemption requests for the COVID-19 vaccine. Forcing uh, subordinates to use a form letter to just deny it, claiming that, oh, the interview didn't go well, they didn't provide documentation, their religious beliefs weren't sincere, even though it was written without actually listening to any of that. So when you go into the Word document, you can go into the settings and you can see 
unless they deliberately delete it, but few people do because they don't know about this. You can go into settings and see the metadata. The metadata will show you, I mean, if it's a picture, it'll show you where the picture was taken, when the picture was taken, who took it. But with Word documents, it'll show who wrote it. Since all versions of Microsoft Word have to be licensed, you can see who wrote it. And in this case, this document, this form letter, this, this standard document that they said, send it to everyone and just deny everyone. It came from LTJG Carlos Pagan, Carlos Pagan, either one, who works for Rear Admiral Peter Garvin. You see it right there. Carlos Pagan is the author of that document that they want to use just to deny everyone. And you can see here where Carlos Pagan works. He works for the Rear Admiral. The Rear Admiral is a two-star admiral. Why does this two-star have any role here? The chain of command for religious exemption requests related to immunization goes directly from the 06 to the three-star CMP. So are two-star Garvin and his JAG Pagan involved? If so, why and to what extent? The NETC website boasts that it is the Navy's largest shore command covering 50,000 sailors worldwide. If Rear Admiral Garvin's staff is inappropriately inter interfering in these religious accommodation requests, how many people might be affected? If they are indeed dictating policy to issue blanket denials of religious exemption, they are violating Navy policy in gross breach of ethics. So then she goes through this. Not only are they, are they denying this, but they are also writing up. They are also writing up the sailors who claim a religious exemption. And they're using these chop sheets to write them up. This chop sheet basically <laughs> says that it's not real. It's, it's hard to read, hard to read, but the chop sheet criticizes this one sailor's religious accommodation request by quoting prolies.org. Prolies.org is a leftist website designed to try and debunk pro-life talking points, but it fails. It fails miserably. So you have you have a Navy officer in an attempt to deny a religious accommodation request going to an anti-pro-life website and literally quoting talking points. Literally quoting the talking points right from that website. Alarmist rhetoric. This is huge. Commander Michael Tiefel is the XO, second command at CIWT. He wrote a revealing note to his boss, Captain Rackus, regarding the data a sailor at IWTC Quarry Station included in his request, showing how and to what extent aborted fetal cells were used in COVID vaccine development. Commander Tiefel commented, as we just said, on the sailor's concerns about aborted fetal cell lines used in the vaccine development. The sailor cited Charlotte Lozier Institute, who did TIFL site ProLies.org, as I just said, an aggressively pro-abortion site that insults and stigmatizes pro-lifers. And you can see here, the alarmist narrative, he literally just quoted the website. He literally just quoted the website. This is a naval officer denying a religious exemption using an anti-life pro-abortion website to do it. And then again, just more, more nonsense about pro-lies. They're a project of the accountability group, Equity Forward. So if you want to know just how leftist they are. Few are bold enough to put it in writing, but this is what people in positions of power in the Navy think about people of faith. And these are the resources resources senior leaders are using to consider these religious exemption requests. Does this sound like a fair process to you? She goes in, it's not just IWTC Virginia Beach. It's not just IWTC Core Station. They also found this almost identical form letter being used at Virginia Beach. Also under the command of Captain Ratkiss, it's the same exact denial recommendation. They just changed the signature and the letterhead. It's the same. He added a couple words, but it's the same exact form letter. In one case, a denial recommendation from his command stated that the request hadn't mentioned any specific religious conviction, despite both the sailor and chaplain providing highly specific details supporting the request. So again, we're seeing that, that this form letter that was written without really looking at any specific request is being applied even if they're giving them a, a mountain of evidence. So when a sailor gives them piles and piles of evidence, they're getting back this form letter that says sailor failed to provide any evidence. It's a sham.
In another, the denial recommendation states that, quote, fetal cells tissues were not used in the development of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. While it's true only J&J contains the fetal cells, it's irrefutable fact that fetal cell lines were used in testing of Pfizer and Moderna. So we got to take down my take on my screen. Actually, no, we, we can just we just go to it. This uh, this is the email from Pfizer. Remember, we, we covered this a couple weeks ago. Project Veritas. Copying Vanessa Gelman from our communications group, we have an approved answer to this question. Someone asking about fetal cell lines, which you probably can provide. HEK293T cells used in the for the IVESA are ultimately derived from an aborted fetus. On the other hand, the Vatican Doctrinal Committee has confirmed that they consider it acceptable for pro-life believers to be immunized. Not, not quite. Not quite. That was the one email that got leased by Project Veritas. Here's the other one. This is an admission from Pfizer's own employees. The piece in yellow we have tried really hard not to share unless it is strictly necessary mission critical. Human fetal cells, human fetal derived cell lines are not used to produce our investigational vaccine, which consists of synthetic and enzymatically produced components. One or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. I mean, it's right there. It, it, it's right there. Hello? It is literally right there. They are admitting to using fetal cells to test their vaccines. And here you have the Navy perpetuating the lie that, oh no, no real cells were used. No, no fetal cells were used in the development of the vaccine. Not at all. HEK293. HEK293 refers to human embryonic kidney cells, 293. This was a culture that was taken from an aborted baby in 1973. This aborted baby, I believe the abortion took place in the Netherlands. It might have been here, though. Um, no, it, it, was in, it was in the Netherlands. So they aborted, a baby was killed, aborted. And the doctors went in and harvested all of the organs, har harvested all the body parts for science. Since then, the human embryonic kidney cells have been grown in lab conditions. And because unborn babies are miraculous, at regenerating cells. You have to, when you're, when you're going from an egg and a sperm to, to a, a full grown baby in nine months, those cells are programmed to rapidly, rapidly change and rapidly reproduce, right? Divide. They took these cells and since 1973 have been growing them in a lab. They've been growing them in a lab in Petri dishes. And whenever, whenever pharmaceutical companies want to test their vaccines or test certain products, they give them these cells. And they use them either to develop products or to test them. Lots of products have used this. And it's disgusting. I did not know the extent to which these products were used until this whole COVID-19 discussion. If I had known, I probably wouldn't have used any of the different products involved. Certainly wouldn't have gotten other vaccinations that had to do with this. But HEK293. Human embryonic kidney cells, 293. Pfizer is a little different. It is a little different. The Pfizer embryonic, sorry, uh, Johnson Johnson. The Johnson Johnson embryonic kidney cells are a little different. I, want, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. I want to make sure I get the right name. Um, I think it's PEC. I don't want, I don't want to get it wrong. I really don't want to get it wrong. Um, I don't want to get fact checked. That would be bad. That'd be very, very bad. Where, where is this? Why can I, why can I get it now? Anyway, they use cells from an aborted baby's eye. Retinal cells. I believe it's, it's, it's called PEC something. I'll, I'll search it as I'm talking. So in that situation, I believe that was an abortion in the United States, but it might've been in the Netherlands too. They took an aborted baby and they harvested that baby's eyeballs. Harvested that baby's eyeballs and they grew the retinal tissue in lab conditions since the mid-1980s. So the difference here is that Johnson Johnson actually considers this aborted baby's eyeball to be proprietary. To be proprietary. So unlike Moderna and Pfizer that used aborted fetal cell lines to test 
their vaccine. Johnson Johnson actually used their fetal cells to create, to create their COVID vaccine. They used the cells basically to reproduce so that they could create the virus, the adenovirus that they use for their vaccine, because their vaccine is a little bit different than Moderna and Pfizer. So in both cases, fetal cell lines were absolutely used. Pfizer and Moderna use fetal cells that can be traced back to an abortion from 1973, grown in perpetuity in lab-like conditions to test whether that vaccine works. Basically, they took those fetal cells, gave them COVID-19, and then tested to see whether the vaccine works. If you ever hear whether something was tested in vitro, in vitro just means like in in a Petri dish. A lot of those experiments use fetal cell lines because they reproduce so quickly, they can infect the fetal cells with a virus and then test whether something works or not. So they both use fetal cells to test. Johnson Johnson actually used fetal cells to grow the adenovirus that they used for their vaccines. So they're both are morally reprehensible. They both are morally reprehensible. The left doesn't want to give them an exemption for either or. And this is what's crazy. The lesser of the evils, if if there is a lesser of the evils, the lesser of the evils would be Moderna and Pfizer. Because we're just taking this purely from ethics. Ethics, not saying that you should do it, but ethics. The, The vaccine that was tested on aborted fetal cells is the lesser evil when compared to the vaccine that literally used fetal cells to grow virus, right? They're all evil, but they are the lesser of the evil. So even if you look at the different, like the army, is November 28th. Uh, sorry, the Marines and Navy are November 28th. Even if they get denied their religious exemption, there is not enough time on the calendar for them to get the lesser of the evils. Because as I said earlier, Moderna and Pfizer, they take four weeks plus. I think, I think they're actually five weeks. So it's right now it's October 29th. There are not enough weeks on the calendar for someone to start a vaccination protocol now for Moderna and Pfizer and be fully vaccinated two weeks after their last shot in time for that deadline. So if they have their religious exemption request denied, which they are doing with blanket denial forms, not even taking into account any of their specifics, the only way for them to stay in the Navy or the Marines would be to get the vaccine that actually uses fetal cells to produce the adenovirus that's used to make the vaccine. It's, it's literally they're making them take the worst of the evils or they're kicking them out of the Navy and the military. As I mentioned yesterday, they're threatening to charge anyone in the Navy with all the costs associated with their trainings, their schooling, bonuses, deployment bonuses. They're, they're thinking about forcing them to pay it all back if they dare not get vaccinated. As I mentioned yesterday, as it relates to Navy SEALs, the cost to train, just to go through the Navy SEAL program, the cost to train a single Navy SEAL is estimated to be about half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. So they're not honoring religious exemptions. They're not honoring your religious beliefs. They're issuing these blanket denial requests. We know that these blanket denial requests came from a rear admiral's office. He should not be involved in the process at all. Navy, the the Navy's process requires that a a sailor go to their chaplain, the chaplain then brings it to the CO, and the CO brings it up to what the 06 or whatever. It's not supposed to go to a a rear admiral, but the rear admiral is stepping into this process and has written a blanket denial form. Again, as I said earlier, without taking into account any of the individual requests, just Blanket states that they provided no evidence that their, that their request was not a deeply held religious belief and that they were just wrong. And that is now being dispersed within the Navy. Marines are next. Marines haven't, the Marines are, I mean, the Marines are their own branch, but they, they kind of piggyback off the Navy. <laughs> they need to use the Navy's boats to get places. It's interesting that the Navy is denying them and the Marines have yet to rule on a single one. I think they're probably going to follow the same process. Armies next. Air Force, I mean, it's literally impossible. There are 10, as I said at the start, there are 10,000 airmen and guardians in the Air Force and Space Force who quite literally cannot get vaccinated. Their deadline is Tuesday. 
10,000 are just on the chopping block. They're gone. Well, I mean, the judge has introduced a very temporary restraining order. But they'll be gone. They are, they are purging the military of conservatives, of free thinkers. They're using COVID-19 as an excuse to do it. They don't want war fighters in the military. They want pink-haired liberals. They don't want heroes in the military. They want people who join just so they can get government paid for sex reassignment surgery. I mean, listen, everyone joins the military for different reasons. Lots of people join for the GI Bill. Lots of people join to see the world. People join to get some. But in Biden's America, there is a non-zero number of people who are signing up to join the military because they want a sex change and they don't want to pay for it. It's sick. They're not the people who are getting kicked out. No, no, no. They, they get to stay. Anyone who thinks for themselves, anyone who exercises uh, bodily autonomy, anyone who expresses a deeply held religious belief, they're going to be out. So what you're going to be left with in the military are all people who complied, people who have no religion, no independent thinking, and less and less conservatives. It's literally destroying the military right in front of our eyes. I mean, thank goodness the Coast Guard is technically under DHS, not much better, because DHS is doing an equally bad mandate, but at least at least the Coast Guard isn't under the Pentagon anymore. It's insanity. Gonna take a minute to remind you this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. If you haven't already checked out Liberty Cigars, you really should. Liberty Cigars is a Patriot-owned company, and their whole mission is to provide you with a quality cigar that also teaches history at the same time. So their cigars are all named after different historical figures. They have the Commander Series, the Founder Series, and they teach history along the way. Listen, tobacco has a, has, is, a, is a rich part in American history. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not one who really advocates smoking, but a cigar every now and then isn't going to kill you. And it's interesting, when George Washington was writing the Continental Congress, and he was telling them they, they desperately needed money to fight the American Revolution, he said, please, please, please give us money. At the bottom of the letter, George Washington wrote to the, the Continental Congress, if you can't send money, at least send tobacco. Hmm. Tobacco is as American as it gets. So go over to our friends at Liberty Cigars, libertycigars.com, and pick up an order of cigars for you, for a friend, for a loved one. They make great Christmas gifts. And when you go over there and you, and you purchase more than $76, make sure you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E. And they're going to give you a free Patrick Henry cigar on top of all orders over $76. Again, that's Liberty Cigars. Make sure you use promo code B free. So where are we at with this? Today, we're running a fax blast. It's going to go out right out after this episode. Because there is a bill. There's a bill written by Representative Massey. If we go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Like so many common sense bills, this is two pages long. It's two pages long. It is HR 3860, if we can put up my screen so people can read it. This bill would just get rid of the military vaccine requirement. It is literally, like, I'm not kidding. That's it. If they didn't have this header, you could fit it on one page. To prohibit, to prohibit any requirement that a member of the armed forces receive a vaccination against COVID-19. Prohibition of funding. No federal funds may be used to require a member of the armed forces to receive a vaccination against COVID-19. Prohibition on adverse reactions. The secretary concerned may not take any adverse action against a member of the armed forces because such member refuses to receive a vaccination against COVID-19. And then it defines what adverse reaction action means. Retaliation, punishment, disparate treatment, a requirement to wear a mask, a requirement to reside in substandard housing. And it says that the secretary concerned has meaning and shows where in the U.S. code. Two pages, two paragraphs. So we're going to be running a fax blast on this because November 2nd is the deadline. As I said, 10,000 airmen and guardians are set to be axed if this judge's temporary restraining order is lifted. They are set to be axed and punished for not getting vaccinated. We're out of time. We're out of time. If this doesn't get pushed through, we're out of time. Next, next is the, the uh, Marines, the Navy. Next will be the Army. And then you have the National Guard next June. We've got to push this through now. So make sure you, st you stay tuned for our fax blast coming later today. It'll, it'll go out right after we, we finish this. 
to pass HR 3860 into law and put a stop to this. Go ahead, take down my screen. It's not even just the military. We talked a couple days ago, they're firing 100 nuclear scientists at the Los Alamos National Laboratory. These are nuclear scientists. They quite literally work on nuclear weapons. They're being fired because they don't want to get vaccinated. So the government's literally purging the scientists that work on its nuclear weapons research. Right after China just launched a supersonic missile, proved the ability to actually weaponize space and deliver warheads anywhere on the globe faster than ever done before. Right after we got that news, Biden is firing the nuclear scientists who would like fight back against it, push back against it, develop better weapons, firing them. Oh, you won't get vaccinated. And what does it say about the vaccine that the nuclear scientists don't want to get vaccinated? That should tell you a whole lot. It's not just that, though. It's also Border Patrol. Border Patrol is facing a similar deadline. At a time when we have caravans marching towards the U.S.-Mexico border, they're actually talking about firing thousands of Border Patrol agents. As I said, there's only about 19,000 Border Patrol agents on the force right now. It's not a big force. And yeah, they're split up technically between the northern border and the southern border, though most of them are on the southern border. There, there are, we don't have room to fire. I mean, we've already had record numbers of Border Patrol agents quit, resign, retire. Say, I'm, I'm done. If you're not going to let me enforce the law, I'm done. So after all of those resignations, retirements, quitting, Biden's now swooping in and anyone left who refuses to get the vaccine, going to give them the ax. Same with ICE. They're getting rid of ICE officers, ICE agents who don't get vaccinated. They literally want to just purge every single body that is charged with keeping you safe. They did it all around the country. They did it in, to firefighters, police officers. In New York, I've seen different numbers float around. I've seen that they might have to close fire stations in New York. Also, Hats off to our friend Andrew Cuomo being indicted for groping women. He's finally going to get what he deserves. Frankly, he should be indicted for murder, for being an accessory to murder, for putting all those COVID patients in in, uh, in nursing homes. He really should. Just like Anthony Fauci should be removed from office for experimenting on Americans, not just experimenting on puppies and monkeys. But we take what we can get. Andrew Cuomo indicted for groping women. I hope that they get the justice they deserve. And I hope that after he is prosecuted, they take him for any, every penny he's worth. Because it isn't just that he groped them. He also went on national television and accused them of being liars. Accused them of being liars. That they were just in it for the publicity. So now he, they have defamation charges against him too. Or a defamation case against him too. But we see this around the country. Every single outlet, every single agency that is supposed to be the one that keeps you safe is being purged. They're getting rid of, again, all of the conservatives, all of the free thinkers, all of the believers in liberty, all of the believers in bodily autonomy. What do you think happens if you have a police force made entirely of people who do not believe that Americans have the freedom of bodily autonomy? Do you really think they're going to respect the Fourth Amendment? When the Fourth Amendment says you have the right to be secure in your person, do you really think they're going to honor that if they don't believe that that right exists? Or if the only people in there are the ones who didn't exercise that right? No, we've seen really disgusting cases of, of cops forcibly drawing people's blood to try and get a tox screen or whatever. How can you be secure in your person if, if the government can just walk over to you with a needle and take your blood? Well, no. It's real. It's a real risk. And the idiot courts have actually said that they're allowed to do that sometimes. They're allowed to forcibly take your blood without your consent sometimes. Like if you're passed out drunk on a bench, they could do that. No, we're, we're in big trouble. We're in very, very big trouble. If I was China or Russia, I'd be snickering right now. The United States is literally about to fire... 10% of its military. I'm seeing some of these numbers. I think in the Air Force, it's going to be like 3 to 5%. 3 to 5% of the Air Force and the Space Force is just going to be gone. You can't protect a country if you're just axing 
entire percentages of your military. And the Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs. You're going to get rid of... The Navy SEALs are going to leave. Oh, we're going to take your house. Okay, well, they're still leaving. If you're an adversary, you're pretty emboldened right now, knowing that they're... (laughs) that on November 28th, there might not be a completely full SEAL team in service. They might have to take the different SEAL teams and mix and match whoever's left. No, our enemies are emboldened by this. Absolutely. This is all by design. It's all by design. This is what it looks like when you put America last. This is what it looks like when you put America last. You purge the military of its war fighters, purge the police of, of the defenders of liberty. The firefighters, that's what, that's what I don't get. Because I know the left hates police, but firefighters are pretty much universally loved because fire doesn't discriminate. I mean, your, your house can burn down no matter where you live. And to see the left celebrate the firing of firefighters, it's just, it, it, it's just like the notion of cheering for a pilot to crash the plane when you're on the plane. It makes no sense. But this isn't about sense. This is about control. This is about setting the precedent that the government has the power to control you, control your life, to control your body. If the government has the ability to decide what you put in your body, what's next? Is the government able to decide if you're overweight that you must go work out? That you must eat healthy? You must take your vitamins? I mean, this is, this is scary crap. This is 1984 kind of stuff. People don't understand. Once you, once you give the power to the government to forcibly or coerce you to inject something into your body. And once that power is affirmed, it opens a door to nasty stuff. The, the vaccine mandate's bad enough, but it's just going to be the beginning. I don't like making slippery slope arguments, but this is a real slippery slope. You're talking about the revocation of your right to be secure in your person. You do not have a Fourth Amendment right to be secure in your person. The government can come to you and force you to put something inside of your person. That came out a little naughty, but you know what I mean? You cannot be secure in your person if the government can violate your personhood. And that's what we're talking with Joe yesterday, the day before. The government doesn't want you to have personhood, does not want you to have faith. They're going after your body and they're going after your soul. And when they succeed in in destroying both of them or claiming ownership of both, then you cease to be a human being and you become a subject. You become a slave, as Joe would say. Because they're coming for your soul. They are trying to proclaim that you do not have the right to seek eternal life. I mean, that's what they're saying here. When you see the Navy draft a denial form saying that you have no right to a religious exemption before they've even looked at what you're saying, they are claiming that you do not have the right to seek eternal life. That They have the power to force you to do something that in your deepest beliefs will lead to damnation. That's what they're saying. I mean, Jesus said, give to Caesar that which is Caesar's. That's true. But I know that Jesus never would have, would have said that if he knew that Caesar was demanding something that will send you to hell. They want to take away your body. They want to take away your soul. They want to take away your mind. Because yeah, even without your personhood, even without your your soul, you still are thinking being. I mean, that's what atheists believe, that we are just advanced beings. Any species on earth could technically get this smart if given enough time. We're just like them. They're also trying to take away your ability to think. I don't know how many of the scientists that are being fired are believers or not believers. I would imagine that some of them are non-believers. So if, if, if they do not have faith to destroy, they're going after your mind. They're going after your ability to think critically. Thought crime. Again, 1984. How dare you? How dare you think about that? And when we, we heard Joe Biden say it on stage at his town hall, that his, the, the two things that worry him the most are the claim that you have the right to not get vaccinated and your ability to spread what he calls misinformation. And even today, even after Pfizer admitted that they used fetal cells, and it was secretly admitted in their email that they used fetal cells to develop, the vaccine, fact checkers are still ignoring that explosive email and still saying that it's not true. Now, they're going after your body, they're going after your soul, they're going after your mind. This is the fight for all of it. Eventually, 
I mean, eventually this is going to boil over. I mean, you saw what happened at Waco. You know what the government will do to stop you from exercising your belief. And I get it. What was it? The Branch Davidians? I, I, I'm no Branch Davidian, right? And, and they were doing a lot of weird stuff, bad stuff. But that doesn't give the government to write the right to burst through the building with the tank, to set it on fire, to kill people. We know what the government will do when it believes that your religious beliefs are worthless, evil, or dangerous. We know what they'll do. You need to wake up and recognize that the government, leftists in power, now consider you to be in the same basket as the Branch Davidians. Got to fight. Got to stand up and fight back. Which again, we are going to be running this fax blast today for HR 3860. And I'll probably throw in the other bill to stop all vaccine mandates. Well, push both. Might as well. So make sure you tune in for that. That's going to be going out right after the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our email newsletter. You can do that. There's a link in the description. Make sure you do that. That's how you get the fax blast campaigns. And we are rolling out. We're in the process of rolling out membership options. Lots of people say that that they don't want to have to pay for fax blast every day. We are in the process of building out membership options. They'll give you free faxing at different levels, paying a monthly membership. It'll be much cheaper. Also give you other perks um, as well. So make sure you stay tuned for that. That is in process. We're just kind of crossing the T's, dotting the I's on that. But don't wait. This is important. <laughs> we have to fight back against this because, as I said, the first deadline is November 2nd for the Air Force and the Space Force. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure you share it. You got to share it. Hit the share button. Hit that share button. Send it to people, whether you're on Facebook or just copy the link and share it on Telegram, Signal, wherever you share things with your friends and family. Make sure you do it because we need your help to reach more people. Facebook won't let us see more than more, won't let more than 100 people watch us a day. They're not letting people comment on anything. So we need your help to reach people in other avenues. So please do help us in that goal. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little help, if you need a little help, make sure you sign up for our text alert system. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517. 89517, you'll get a text alert before we go to air telling you what we're talking about and how and where you can watch it. Also, make sure you go to store.conservative.jelly. Lots of new shirts over there today. And uh, if you give me one second, I'll, I'll put up, we, we have a shirt that is Unvaccinated Lives Matter, which is a good one to push for today. I believe that link is in the description. So Unvaccinated Lives Matter, you go ahead and go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Head over to store.conservative-daily and pick up your Unvaccinated Lives Matter shirt. Pick up today and show the world just what you think about these vaccine mandates. Well, as I said, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.